0: Hello and welcome to Low Season Traveller Insider Guides. This week, I'm joined by Melissa Puebla, who's working at Villa Vista Park, a five-star resort in the Algarve. She gives us a perfect snapshot into the Algarve in the low seasons. So prepare yourself. This episode will make you long for the sea and make your mouth water. So get comfy and come and explore the Algarve with me. Hi, Melissa. Thank you for coming on to the Low Season Traveller podcast today. So I just thought we'd start by setting the scene. So if you were to step outside your front door, what can you hear, what can you see and what can you smell?
1: Well, I have to say right now I'm at work. So if I, well, I step outside of uh, my front door, I will see the amazing gardens of uh, Villa Vita Park and the ocean at the end. I will be probably hearing the guests having breakfast uh, right now at the Villa Vita. So the smell of the coffees and the nice bakery will come up. But well, if I imagine myself at home on a weekend day <laughs> in the morning, I'm quite lucky. And it's true that I, I live just in front of the Salgados uh, Natural Park. so And just behind it, I can see the seaside. So every morning, that's my first look. And it's true that the first smelling uh, will be from the seaside and the hearing will be different birds around uh, singing just to wake up us that's that's it that's my daily routine
0: (laughs) that sounds amazing you're making me so jealous sat here I wish I could just see the sea when I opened the door so you've said that in 2019 you visited the Algarve for the first time and now you've been living and working there for a year and you've lived all across Europe so what is it about the Algarve that made you
1: stay yeah when I came here for the first time well it was for holidays and it's true that. I've a bit felt in love with the area. It was really natural. And um, I was thinking, like, why not living here? It could be nice. And then right few months after, I had the opportunity to come. And it's true that, well, Portugal is one of the safest countries, uh, bracketed by the Global Peace Index, just after Iceland and New Zealand. So firstly, I was sure that I could be on my own without family, friends, and feel free and relaxed to move around. and I've been gladly surprised also with the kindness of the Portuguese people that they always like to help, give recommendations, many advices. And yeah, if they need to go with it, the show, they will do it. So that was also a nice point. But of course, my two big, uh, always the decisions to, to stay and live in a place for a long term. Uh, it's always of being able to enjoy the outdoors. I've been really, really used to to nice sunny days all year round and I've been living uh, yeah, six months in London but I've missed during this those six months uh, the the sunshine <laughs> so that was a big point the other one is of course that I always like to experience new things uh, learn new cultures um, I'm half half Spanish half Belgian so that's always been in my daily routine and it's true so that more you know more you uh, get in love with life in general yeah oh, and
0: amazing mm-hmm. yeah I love that and I think feeling safe is really important as well and I think yeah. the fact that you mentioned that is really like integral and I think that will be really important to travelers as well to know that they will be safe when they when they come and visit
1: yes I often leave all my things at the beach and I walk around and I come back and my things are there untouched or even if the water came up, then you see that your neighbour just took your things, put them up so they don't get wet, so they really also take care of, of the others, so that's nice to, to to feel and experience.
0: Yeah, that's really lovely. So what are the typical low seasons in the Algarve and what are the advantages to travelling during that time?
1: Well, the, the low season in the Algarve, as most of the eastern, uh, so, sorry, southern European countries, It's uh, that we depends a lot on school holidays uh, of the European countries. So, of course, the low season will start normally at the end of November, just right after the half-terms holidays, and normally uh, we'll go through all the winter season and end up when the Easter time comes, when, of course, the days are longer and the people have more holidays to spend. And nevertheless, in, in Christmas and New Year's Eve, uh, we have um, uh, big festivities around, like in Albufeira, you have big fireworks, and that brings a lot of tourists uh, through the, the area. So that two weeks will be like a break within the low season. But of course, it's there. Uh, and the big adventures, I think it's, well, of course, the mild climate that we have 300 days of sunshine through all year round. And during the winter time, you have an average of 17 degrees. Um, but also like outside of the, the season, you have then less uh, crowds. You have higher so rates, uh, sorry, higher rate, no, low, higher offers about the rates. And that gives you the opportunity to see more places without making any queues and paying less money than in the high season.
0: Amazing. Are there any disadvantages that our travelers should be aware of uh, traveling at this time of year?
1: If I think about it, I've started living here in November last year, and Mr. That I haven't seen any disadvantages from the winter time to the summer season. Um, you always have few restaurants, uh, yeah, only the parks, like the aqua parks, can be closed because, of course, the weather. Not allow you to to enjoy that much being in a bikini <laughs> outside for all day long, but mm, I don't see many like there are no natural risk, there are no hurricanes or typhons, so normally you can enjoy t- t- the area, the nature, and and any kind of activity can be done all year round. It's just a matter of uh, enjoying it.
0: Perfect. Sounds like you can have it all in the Algarve.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. In fact, it is. Yeah. Like. I've tried during the summertime to pick up some clams with my mom and my, my auntie yeah. and that activity can be done during the summer but you can also do it now during the winter time and you will have even more opportunities because there are less people asking and there are few little boats that brings to that area. Um, you can go to the beaches and as you have cliffs along even in a windy day you are quite safe and your temperature uh, sensation will be around 20, 25 so enough to to sunbath and to get tanned to come back to your home and say like I've been in a sunny place.
0: (laughs) Yeah proof I have been away I have got a tan but yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know for us English folk especially you know a bit of wind is probably quite nice because we're not so good in the heat.
1: Yeah, yeah for, well, for those ones, they can also work. At least when you are walking, you still keep warm and you're also taking the sun, but without being lying down and not moving and feeling too hot.
0: Yeah. Are there any particular events or festivals that take place during the low seasons that you'd recommend?
1: Yes, in well, the Algarve is really based on the on the nature and the different uh, harvest season. So each little village uh, through all year round, and mostly during the winter time, you have, for example, now at the end of this month in the Al-Jazur, which is in the west coast, you have the sweet potatoes and barnacle festival. Uh, right yet, before yesterday, here it was the chestnut uh, day. So in Monshik, they also did a festival. Well, of course, this year with the COVID. It change a bit but in a normal year it will be higher uh, you have a lot of uh, little wineries that does just concerts within them and as a big big event um, during the winter time of course in February you have the um, carnival in Lule which is one of the biggest and um, it's kind of a Brazilian style but here in Portugal so that's really nice I, I've been unlucky of being traveling at that time for work and I couldn't see it and I yeah I hope to see it next year if it's happening or the year after.
0: Fingers crossed because I've heard a lot about that carnival and apparently it was meant to have inspired the Brazil carnival that kind of apparently started everything off so you know and Brazil's famous for it so it just makes me wonder what it would be like in Portugal Um, but also like um, chestnuts did you say was it chestnut festival? Yes is yeah. that chestnuts grown um, a lot in the
1: Algarve? I was quite kind of impressed that I've been to Monchique, which is uh, an interior village on the mountains. And you have a really nice trail around. Uh, it's circular, so you start from one point and you finish on the same. And I've seen so many chestnut trees and I even myself took a big bag home and cooked them in the oven. And so they really grow naturally in the area, as many other things that people don't think about, like we have mangoes, uh, we have um, avocados. So it's some ingredients that sometimes we use as exotic products, but at the end they are part of of the Algarve.
0: What would be your top three experiences for someone visiting the Algarve during the low
1: seasons? Well, it's really, really hard. <laughs> and it really depends on, on the expectation of each person because, of course, uh, everyone wants something different. From my opinion, like to go through two, three different ones, one will be a trekking's, And one of the highest, uh, more demanded ones is the Seven Hanging Valleys because it goes from Praia da Marina, which is really, really uh, worldwide recognized and has won many prizes. It goes uh, through... Um, a long way on the beach through the cliffs, pass by the Benagil Cave, which is one of the icon of the Algarve. That it's a cave that you can only visit through the the seaside, so you can only enter by boat, swimming, or paddling or kayaking. Wow! And then you end up at the village of Carvoiro, which is a really nice uh, village by the seaside, really colorate. So. You have like natural, the groats, the cave, and then the the village at the end. Yes, it's really nice to do. And now is the correct time because during the summer season, sometimes the heat, it's too high. So at the end, now is the time to to do all those trails. My second recommendation, going more through the food, uh, and as a foodie lover, (laughs) and as also was one of the main reasons of staying here. I still need to try many other dishes. Uh, it's to try one of the Michelin star restaurants because the Algarve have the highest concentration of Michelin star restaurants uh, through Portugal. So it's the perfect time also now that they have more space. You don't need to, to make your booking so much time in advance uh, to try them all. And as a third one, I'm going more to the culture or history, then in Silves, which is close to this Monchique that I was speaking before, uh, Silves was uh, originally one of, uh, well, was the capital of the Algar, a long, long time ago. And there it remains a, a nice castle. So it's a, a bit giving the, the history of the, the South, which also have been uh, with the Moorish influence for a long, long time uh, in the past.
0: Amazing. Um, going back to the Michelin star restaurant, is there any particular dish that you can only get in the Algarve or something that you would really recommend um, getting on the menu because they do it so well?
1: Well, I have to say I'm a bit influenced because we have here at the hotel one Michelin star, well, a two Michelin star restaurant called The Ocean. And actually, uh, during the lockdown time, uh, Hans Neuer, the chef, uh, have been visiting many producers and farmers around. And he uh, created a 100% uh, Portuguese menu. So a- every dish is made from products from around and recreating. Like yesterday, uh, just by coincidence <laughs> of this show, but yesterday <laughs> I've been able to try uh, one of the dishes, which is an oyster but it's a cooked oyster with a nice uh, cream and also um, uh, caviar in. So it was really surprising. You didn't expect the caviar down and yeah, the flavor in the was was really, really nice. And the the oyster is uh, from the Algarve and that many people don't know, but in Ria Formosa, which is close to Faro, uh, uh, Ria Formosa is a natural park, uh, normally with... um, really calm waters and over there many uh, seafoods uh, just grow uh, naturally and there are some oyster farms. So many oysters that you can also eat in France or Belgium uh, come from the Algarve, so from the, the Ria Formosa.
0: Oh, but you get them all fresh, you get them really fresh and lovely. Yes.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Mouths watering. Do you have any insider tips for someone wanting to travel to the Algarve?
1: Well, um here they are the best fish uh, in the world. Uh, you can really go from the east to the west coast trying different uh, seafood, different fishes that they, they take from the seaside. Like in Sagres you have the, the unique barnacles that also is uh, the soon the festivity in, in, over there. Yeah. And then if you go more here around in Portima, which is 20 minutes from where I live, uh, it's really famous for the sardines. Uh, You have uh, the fresh oysters of uh, Ria Formosa. And then in Villa Real de San Antonio, for example, uh, which is totally on the east and just the border to Spain, uh, you can have a really nice uh, tuna, which could be like a dessert within your journey. So that's a really nice...
0: Yeah. Do you
1: normally have tuna for dessert? No. No, I was gonna say! But (laughs) sometimes sometimes if you are not feeling something sweet and you want to finish with something really tasty, then tuna can be. For those who like it raw, for example, then if you have it fresh, you can definitely do it.
0: That's very true. I just suddenly had like a a thought of tuna and chocolate and I was like, no, that (laughs) can't be right.
1: (laughs) No, as per now, at least they don't mix it with sweets.
0: (laughs) Maybe we're off to something, that could be a new thing. <laughs> okay, and um, finally, is there any information or advice you'd like to share? Perhaps something you yourself would have liked to have known before you came to the Algarve a year ago?
1: Maybe I would have loved to know the Algarve before. <laughs> <laughs> before COVID time and being able to come and because it's true that my year has been a bit strange, and, which is... In somehow for me, it was good because thanks to the COVID, I haven't been traveling for work that much. So I had more weekends to enjoy fully the Algarve. Uh, I had more friends and family coming over also, so I needed to be a guide for them. So I've experienced much more things than if it would be a normal year, but that's personally, that's for me, but I know like I missed, for example, in summertime, um, and now in, in the starting of the low season, it was about to have many festivals of music that, of course, cannot happen this year. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that 2021 might give me those bigger festivals. And I hope the Lulik Carnival.
0: That really <laughs> so, exciting. And that is something to look forward to, isn't it? I'm sure no. it's back on. Fingers crossed.
1: Yeah, hope so.
0: Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. We've just got a little snapshot of the Algarve and it's been it's been perfect. My mouth is watering. I just I've got <laughs> the seaside. I just I just wish I was there, to be honest. But it's been really great talking to you. So thank you. You're
1: welcome, Honor. Thank you for inviting us. And I think, yeah. I definitely invite you all here to try <laughs> and and make sure that the Algarve is worth during the winter time, which we try to promote more and more. And that's why. Yeah, everyone is working hard to, to, to explore any kind of new experiences that we can also offer to tourists that might be interesting.
0: Brilliant. Well, you don't have to ask me twice. As soon as I can get there, I will.
1: <laughs> Please. Thank you. <laughs>
0: You're welcome. Thank you so much to Melissa for coming on today's podcast. It was so authentic and lovely, and it just made me want to get out there and explore the Algarve. If you enjoyed today's podcast, Melissa is actually coming back on Thursday for a Portuguese music special. We talk about the Portuguese fado, where it comes from, what it's like, and where you can listen to it. So if you enjoyed today's and you want to know more about Portugal, then make sure you come back this Thursday. If you have any comments, queries, advice, then please leave any comments you have. You can always find us at the tag at Low Season Traveller. And if you'd like to go and visit any of the places mentioned in today's podcast, including Villa Vita Hotel, events or festivals, I will leave all the links on our website, www.lowseasontraveller.com.